0: Long, long ago, a king arrived in the north. They called him the Red King because he wore a scarlet cloak and his shield was emblazoned with a burning sun. It was said that he came out of Africa. This king was also a marvelous magician, and each of his ten children inherited a small part of his power, but when the king's wife died, five of his children turned to wickedness and the other five, seeking to escape the corruption that surrounded their evil siblings, left their father's castle forever. Broken-hearted, the Red King vanished into the forests that covered the kingdoms of the North. He did not go alone, however, for he was followed by his three faithful cats, leopards to be precise. We must never forget the cats. <coughs> The manifold and fabulous powers of the Red King were passed down through his descendants, often turning up quite unexpectedly in someone who had no idea where they came from. This is what happened to Charlie Bone and to some of the children he met behind the grim, grey walls of Bloor's Academy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bone Zone. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have taken our own advice, and we are reading another book.
0: Yeah, but we, you know, we just need more, more boy wizard stories. We just can't get enough.
1: We can't get enough of magical boy wizards with dead parents. And so we are going to be doing a very serious uh, and very uh, analytical investigation of midnight for charlie bone
0: yep midnight for charlie bone um you know we're starting our our read i just read the prologue um so we we already got some great great stuff uh we don't know where this could be going
1: hey what can you tell me about uh the red king
0: uh he's red uh yeah yeah, but there's something that we
1: definitely can't Mm -hmm. forget
0: uh well he had kids yeah what else did he have
1: come on come on we cannot (laughs) we must never forget the cats
0: we can't forget the cats i think uh cats cats are going to be a big theme in this book it's going to be my guess here um so i guess we did the prologue and the first chapter this week so what did you think of the first chapter
1: um I thought it was insane and unhinged, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think okay, like this is mean, but this book is not very good. And that my first rea- reaction to it was: I know that this was written for children, but it feels like it was written by children. Ouch!
0: That is a that is a damning summary of our our first first chapter for this adventure of this new boy wizard we're now friends with
1: yeah yeah sorry charlie bone speaking of cats my cat is like banging on my door right now so if you hear that um i think she's just <laughs> reminding me that we must never forget the cats
0: yeah it's some stunning symbolism right out of the prologue do we mm-hmm. see any cats in the first chapter
1: no we do see a dog i think there was
0: a cat Was in in a photograph oh
1: that's <laughs> that's right i forgot i forgot the cats see i don't know if we're
0: advanced enough for this reading
1: yeah we we might need to we might need to take this slow and just go and 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 walk through this uh on the podcast because uh there's a lot here it's a very dense book uh and
0: i think we're gonna need some help to parse this yeah because there's a lot going on
1: yeah so I, i guess i guess the first first things first, this is the first chapter, uh, called Charlie Hears Voices. And boy does Um, he. And boy does he hear some voices. I'm just gonna read the opening passage here, which is, uh, really, (laughs) really good. Please. On a Thursday afternoon, just after tea, Charlie Bones saw smoke. He happened to be looking out of his window when a dark cloud lifted above the autumn trees. The wind blew it south, and it moved through the sky like a great floating whale. Hmm. somewhere on the other side of the city there was a fire charlie could hear a fire engine racing towards it he had no idea that in mysterious and unexpected ways he was connected to it and would soon be drawn into the place where it had begun
0: you know this part is how i knew this was going to be an advanced read for me um because when i i had to read this pair this last paragraph that you read About three times to realize (laughs) it was referring that it was referring to the fire and not the fire engine.
1: Right, yeah, me too. I, I, because the fire engine is the last thing that's mentioned. So, like, I just was looking at this and like he had no idea that mysterious and eyes put away. He was connected to the fire engine. I, yeah, um, uh, like this is the this is the kind of thing we we get here. Is like this is this is one this is the first page this is the first page right after a prologue that also didn't really give you much and it's funny reading this after reading uh the sorcerer's stone because like it it gives me an appreciation for why that book is good i guess
0: you know when i read sentences in the sorcerer's stone i comprehend them very easily
1: they tend to have, like, a subject and an action and everything. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, rough start for Charlie Bone, I have rough, to say.
1: Yeah, so rough start for Charlie Bone. Um, but he did sleep well. He got up the next morning and went to school. After school, Charlie and his friend Benjamin Brown walked home together as usual. The cloud of smoke had gone, which I would hope so if the fire engine was, you know, doing its job
0: actually think that i got to this part where the cloud of smoke had gone rogue had to go back i was like oh i think it meant the smoke not the fire engine
1: (laughs) uh the cloud of smoke had gone but the sky was stormy and dark a fierce wind sent red and gold leaves racing down filbert street benjamin crossed the road to number 12 where charlie stopped at number nine most of the people who lived at number nine complained about the large chestnut tree in front of in front of it how dark it made their rooms how damp and creaky it was and how it would probably fall on the roof one day and kill them all in their beds hmm. you know yeah that's, um, just,
0: that's just some playful um you know gallows humor right there
1: that's just that whimsy you know we've been saying that harry potter is very whimsical but um i think this might might beat it out for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um needless to say no one at number nine did anything about it complaining to one another was as far as they went they were that sort of family, or rather, those sorts of families. Okay, so we we have some setup here. These are there are two families living in this house, right? So you would think like, I don't know, like two discreet families, right? Roommates. Yeah, remits roommate
0: families. A yeah. duplex, perhaps.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess we're gonna find out. Because uh, as Charlie ran up the steps to his front door, the tree sighed and rained a handful of chestnuts onto his head. Luckily, his thick, wiry hair softened the blows. That's what hair does.
0: Great imagery there. Love the imagery of the chestnuts falling on his head. Um, I think it's going to keep coming up, which is just great because we remember it from this time.
1: I love runners. We love a good, love a good running joke. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charlie was always being told to smarten himself up, an impossible task for someone for someone with hair like a hedge uh hello grandmas charlie called as he stepped into the hall <laughs> hello grandmas <laughs> hello grandmas there were two grandmas at number nine grandma jones was tra- okay hang on do you actually do you want to read this one because i, I yeah, don't know if i have
0: yeah. I, I well, i'm more well practiced with this one because this is another passage that i read about three or four times yes uh so i'm very familiar there were two grandmas at number nine. Grandma Jones, who was Charlie's mother's mother, and Grandma Bone was Charlie's father's mother. Grandma Jones was round and cheerful and bossy while Grandma Bone spoke only to complain. She rarely smiled and nothing made her laugh. Her hair was thick and white and she wore long, stiff dresses in shades of black, gray, or brown, never pink, which was Maisie's favorite color.
1: Now, okay, okay. So we have uh two characters being introduced at the beginning of this paragraph, and then a third one getting snuck in under the door at the very end here.
0: Except it's not, though. Because it's the grand it's it's Grandma
1: jo- Jones. Oh that's right. Okay, oh, yeah. Grandma sorry, yes, Grandma Jones Maisie is Grandma Jones. But we don't know that Grandma Jones likes to be called Maisie until the sentence right after that.
0: (laughs) Grandma Jones likes to be called Maisie, but Charlie wouldn't have dared to call Grandma Bone by her first name, which was Griselda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Elegant. Really elegant. Uh, That's why you
0: just got to say, hello, grandmas.
1: Hello, grandmas. I can't say either of your first names. Well, I could say (laughs) Maisie's first name, but not Griselda. So not,
0: you can't say, "Hey, Maisie and Griselda."
1: So we are okay. I just want to stress that this is one big block paragraph on this page. So we get one Grandma Jones, two Grandma Bone, uh, who is also named Griselda, and Grandma Jones is also named Maisie, and uh, Griselda is also technically a U beam, not a bone. So we have five names for two characters introduced here.
0: I always need to know someone's maiden name when I'm introduced to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, that's just that's just polite.
0: That's standard. That's normal.
1: That's, um, that's uh, when, they, when, when you go to grammar school, what you learn is you have to bow to everyone in their order of their status. So you first bow to the queen. Uh, then you would bow to the pope. No, wait, Pope first, then Queen, then you ask everyone what their maiden names are. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what you learn in grammar school.
0: That's true. And in this case, we learn that Grandma Bone is, is maiden name is U-beam. And they were an Beem. ancient family. Their history littered with artistic people and others who had more unusual talents, such as hypnotism, mind reading, and bewitchery.
1: I love some I love some good bewitchery.
0: Yeah. Um it's it's a nice transition for us cuz we're so used to all this bewitchery in Harry Potter. And it's just it's difficult to read a book that doesn't have bewitchery.
1: Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. This is one page. Uh everything everything here. Um Charlie knew he had been dis- <coughs> excuse me. Uh Ooh, this is, you know, you know what they say about reading a good book is it really, uh, really takes it out of you.
0: Really gets y'all choked up.
1: Really gets y'all choked up. Uh, Charlie knew he had disappointed Grandma Bone by being ordinary. Even worse, in her eyes, he was quite happy to be ordinary. When Charlie came home from school, it was always Maisie who gave him a wet kiss on the cheek and pushed something to eat under his nose. That's not where food goes, but, you know your mouth is
0: under your nose i guess she's like smell it smell the food first that's where all the taste is
1: if if i if you you smell something good first but i put something else in your mouth that makes it taste all fucked up isn't that weird charlie (laughs) uh today (laughs) today Charlie, we're switching to soil it, but if you smell the steak first, <laughs> it'll still taste good.
0: Now that's bewitchery. Now
1: that's yeah, that's that's some real life magic. You can you can you can take it home <laughs> with you. Uh, today Maisie had a large bump on her forehead. Silly chestnut, she told Charlie. See.
0: There's the payoff.
1: There's the payoff for that one. Two pages later we get the payoff for that one.
0: You know, we've been talking about the Deathly Hallows a lot and how it's such a disappointing payoff in Harry Potter. And here's just a stunning example of a great payoff moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So JK, you know, likes to pretend that she laid all these clues and that, that uh, you know, the Deathly Hallows were all hinted at all through all seven books. But here, here is a master uh, at work laying the clues about the chestnut tree and then, boom, two pages later, you know, hey, it took J.K. Rowling seven books.
0: <laughs> J.K. Rowling, <laughs> take notes, please. Yeah, we got
1: there in like three paragraphs here. Yeah. Grandma Bone was always sitting in a rocker by the stove, criticizing Maisie's cooking or the state of Charlie's hair. Today, the rocker was empty. That was the first unusual thing.
0: Okay, write so, that down.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> number, number one. <laughs> uh, yeah uh it was benjamin's 10th okay another character introduction i forgot this came here
0: well it it's Benjam- not even because i got to this point and after like sherlock mind palacing the like jones and bones into my head oh no he, i he, forgot yeah. i got to i'm like who the fuck is benjamin and then i realized that he was like 3 pages before as they walked home from school uh that's right but I can't keep all those memories in my head at the same time. Well, They
1: didn't do Yeah. They didn't really do anything. They just walked home from school. Um, right. Also, I'm just now realizing that if you mash their names together, it's Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you right.
1: Just, just throwing that one out there. <laughs> Maybe that's another clue to write down. Uh, it was Benjamin's 10th birthday on Saturday and Charlie had decided to make him a birthday card instead of buying one. He had Aww. taken a photo of Benjamin's dog, Runner Bean, smiling. Mm. Or okay, hang on, sorry. I need to re- I need to back up here because I need to read this as it's written, which is one long sentence with a lot of commas. <laughs> He'd taken a photo of Benjamin's dog, Runner Bean, smiling. Or, to be more precise, showing his long, incredibly yellow teeth.
0: Boy, that's a sentence.
1: That is that is one hell of a sentence. Um. I feel take. They're not gonna give Runner Bean a greenie or or something. One of those treats that'll clean their teeth. Come on, take care of your dog.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I feel like this sentence like distracts me from the name being Runner Bean.
1: Runner Bean, yeah, that's quite that's quite a name to just drop like that. Like this is the name. It's the, this is my dog's name. Runner Bean just
0: a little whimsy
1: uh, i is that like like what does that imply is he a is he a bean that runs or is it a i mean i guess
0: I, bel- I believe a runner bean is a a a bean variety isn't it
1: it's like a it's like a start it's like a plant starter right
0: yeah I, some, something like that
1: that's a good name um yeah. Charlie had asked his mother to get the photo enlarged at Quick Photo on her way home from work. He intended to draw a balloon saying, Happy Birthday, Benjamin, above <laughs> Runner, Runner Bean's head.
0: Wait, actually, hold on. Because this is something I didn't notice, but now that we're doing this live reread, I'm realizing. Uh, spoiler alert, the enlarged photo does not uh, arrive to Charlie Bone. And he's like, well, I can't, I can't draw this card um could he not draw from the regular sized photo like he's having it blown up so doesn't that imply that he still has the original
1: (laughs) you're right yeah you're right hold on a second (laughs) well or maybe i know i think he wants to turn the enlarged photo into the card like
0: oh okay which but he's drawing it is he tracing it
1: He's 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 just as he's drawing a balloon. I don't think he's uh oh, I thought
0: I don't he was think... drawing the whole dog.
1: No, no, I don't think he, know, he like, he, look, he likes Benjamin, he's not going that far.
0: No, he'll and that's the... kind of how I feel about Benjamin.
1: you <laughs> will draw the speech bubble, but like the whole dog, yeah,
0: draw the whole dog.
1: No, Come on. no, I got, pl- I got chestnuts to have land on my head, yeah. The second unusual thing was about to happen. That's a line break. That's its own paragraph is, is the second unusual thing was about to happen.
0: I'm ready.
1: At five minutes past four, Charlie's mother came in with a box of overripe apples and rhubarb. They'll make a lovely cobbler. She said, dumping the box beside Charlie's plate and kissing his shaggy head. Amy bone walked past, worked part time in a greengrocer's shop. So there was always plenty of fruit and vegetables at number nine charlie leaned away from his charlie leaned away from the rotting fruit have you got my photo mom he asked which (laughs) (laughs) mom where's the photo
0: he brought all this rotting fruit where's my photo uh
1: amy bone poked around in her shopping bag and found a large orange envelope she placed it on the other side of charlie's plate charlie opened the envelope and revealed not runner bean nothing like runner bean
0: nothing it, like runner bean
1: nothing like runner bean it was at this moment that grandma bone appeared she hovered in the doorway fingering her neck i hate this description
0: <laughs> a it real the picture.
1: um touching her silver white hair and pulling at her stiff but bl- okay hang on a second she hovered in the doorway fingering her neck <laughs> touching her silver white hair and pulling at her stiff how many hands does grandma bone have <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah this is a we the the only conclusion that we have is that she has three hands
1: at least you never know and this is griselda right so she's from the creative side yeah griselda's from the wacky side she looked somehow as though she were on the brink of fulfilling her destiny and in a way she was though at 65 you could be forgiven for thinking it was a bit late
0: that's a rude thing to say
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, I had to read this, and I'm still not. Is is this implying that she's gonna die soon because she's old? Is like, is that the, is that the goose uh, here? I
0: I don't know. Like, can you only fulfill your destiny? Is it is it more common to fulfill your destiny early?
1: I don't really know what what does someone who looks like they're about to fulfill their destiny look like?
0: Well, they have three hands. We know they have that three
1: hands. They're hovering and fingering their neck. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, ah! like what it, like what what does that mean?
0: Uh yeah.
1: Looks great <laughs> just, so far. Just hovering in the doorway, pressing down on your windpipe to scare people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is my destiny, I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> the photograph that Charlie now held showed a man holding a baby. The man sat on an upright chair. He had thinning grayish hair and a long, mournful face. His crumpled suit was black, and his thick pebble glasses gave his pale gray eyes a lost, marble-like stare. Instead of pushing the photograph back into the envelope, Charlie continued to gaze at it. In fact, he couldn't tear his eyes away from it. He was beginning to feel dizzy, and his ears were filled with mysterious sounds, like the hiss and swish of voices on the radio when you can't pinpoint the right frequency. Oh, he said, um, What? His own voice seemed far away, but behind a kind of fog. That's my favorite, like, character, like, response to a mystery that I've ever seen. Oh, um, what? (laughs) Like, like (laughs) me too, to be honest. Like,
0: yeah, I, I'm strapping in for this next passage because I, I've read it too many times already because I just can't parse it even a little bit.
1: No. No, this. So is... I'm.
0: I'm a little. Oh, I'm what? That's going to yeah. be my response too, to. <laughs> bit.
1: What's wrong, Charlie? Asked his mother. Is something happening? <laughs> Grandma Bone crept forward. Aunt Aunt Eustasia Eustacia uh, rang me. She had one of her premonitions. Are you a proper U beam after all? <sighs> really good exposition. Uh, Maisie glared at you. Uh, <clears throat> Maisie glared at Grandma Bone while Charlie pulled his ears and shook his head. If only the horrible muffled buzzing would stop. He had to shout in order to hear himself. They've made a mistake at the shop. Where is Runner Bean? There's no <laughs> need to shout, Charlie. His mother looked over his shoulder. My goodness, that's certainly not a dog. Ow, wailed Charlie. But suddenly the mumbling voices broke free of the buzz and made themselves clear. Th- there's so much going on here. And I haven't even gotten to like the really weird part. Um ow wailed charlie that's uh, yeah he is ow. Uh, uh, oh um and ow
0: uh also that he points out that the picture is wrong instead of like mom grandma's my ears are fucked up
1: yeah i'm yeah, i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> uh ow first came it hurts a, where's the dog uh first came a woman's voice soft and unfamiliar i wish you wouldn't do this Mostin. Her mother's gone. I don't have a choice. This voice was definitely male. Of course you do. Will you take her then, said the man's voice. You know I can't, replied the woman. Charlie looked at his mother. Who said that? She looked puzzled. Who said what, Charlie? Is there a man here, he asked. Maisie giggled. Only you, Charlie. I hate this. I hate everything (laughs) that's happening here. Charlie felt claw-like fingers sink into his shoulder. Grandma Bone leaned over him. Tell me what you hear, she demanded. Voices, said Charlie. I know it sounds silly, but they seem to be coming from the photograph. Like, this is very natural dialogue. Uh,
0: The dialogue, well, first of all, the dialogue that's that's supposed to be coming from the photo is, like, all in italics. And you'd think that that would, like, help with clarity, and it really just doesn't
1: no no i it had does to not. read
0: it so many times to like figure out who was supposed to be talking um which again is another sign that this is an advanced advanced read
1: advanced read uh yeah grandma bone nodded what did they say for goodness sakes grandma bone don't be ridiculous said Maisie. grandma's calling each other grandma is yep mm-hmm Um, hello grandma's hello grandma (laughs) charlie noticed that his mother had gone very quiet she pulled out a chair and sat down looking pale and anxious maisie began to bang pans about muttering you shouldn't encourage it it's all garbage i won't have it shush hissed charlie he could hear the baby crying the strange woman spoke again you've upset her look at the camera most and please try to smile you look so gloomy what do you expect said the man a camera shutter clicked there shall i take another do what you want you'll thank me one day said the woman behind the camera if you really intend to go through with this it's the only thing you'll have to remember her by hmm charlie noticed that a cat peeked out from behind behind the man's chair it was an extraordinary color deep copper like a flame i think this might be a callback
0: yeah i mean it sounds like it's a red cat and i don't know what this could mean
1: I might be forgetting some cats, but yeah. Pretty, it seems important. Seems important. Uh, I There aren't any cats that were mentioned before, though, in the prologue. I definitely didn't forget any. So just going to move on. Um, from far away, <laughs> Charlie heard his mother's voice. Shall I take the photo back, Charlie? No, murmured Charlie. Not yet. But it, Okay, so first of all, like, is he just sitting in the room, like, sitting silently while no one else is talking staring at this photo and then like the dialogue how what does this scene look like what's happening here
0: well charlie is looking at the photo saying nothing except for shh and ow uh his mom amy is sitting and looking pale and scared um Maisie jones Grandma Jones is banging pots and pans together in the <laughs> background, um, and uh, and Grandma Griselda Bone is fingering her neck in the doorway.
1: No, no, <laughs> so, no. She she no. She isn't. She finished that and then she dug her her fingernails into his shoulders. Oh, uh, so there. So this is this is basically the royal tenenbaums happening just all in this little room.
0: Yeah. This we we have the full tableau of kind of what's going on here
1: yeah it seemed the photograph had nothing more to say the baby fussed for a moment and then there was quiet the gloomy man stared silently at the camera and the cat was that a purr Maisie was making such a noise with the pots and pans it was difficult to hear anything else so is Maisie like just angrily cleaning or cooking or is she just actively banging pots and pans together so he doesn't hear stuff
0: I really, I really get the, the, just like, I just imagine she is marching around in like a circle around the kitchen table, banging pots and pans together to make noise. It is so weird. I don't understand. Like, I don't, I have, I have no idea what this character is supposed to be. Uh,
1: Maisie, Maisie's just very protective of her, of her boy, her little man. Uh, Hush commanded grandma bone. Charlie can't hear. It's all nonsense, Maisie grumbled, I don't know how you can just sit there, Amy, and let your crazy mother in law get away with it, poor Charlie, he's just a boy. he's got nothing to do with those silly u- beams. he's got their blood, said Charlie's mother quietly. You can't get away from that. that's you know what I yeah, you already getting into some some weird royal blood stuff. That's my favorite shit <laughs> subtle um uh. Maisie couldn't get away from that. She closed her mouth in a tight little line. Uh, Charlie was very bewildered. In the morning, he had been an ordinary boy. He hadn't been touched by a magic wand or banged his head. He hadn't had an electric shock or fallen off a bus, or, as far as he knew, eaten a poisoned apple. And yet here he was, hearing voices from a piece of photographic paper that's That's definitely how when whenever I've banged my head, I've been able to hear photographs.
0: These are the classic tropes that a boy wizard, uh, you know, finds his power. He eats a poison apple. You become a boy wizard. You fall off a bus. You become a boy wizard.
1: Uh, electric electric shock, shock, boy wizard, boy
0: wizard. Yeah, this is all this is all true, and none of this happened to Charlie. So,
1: like that scene in Jurassic Park where the electric fence turns on, and the kid goes flying off of it. That guy's a wizard now
0: yeah he's harry potter
1: now he's harry potter that's that's my new crossover head canon <laughs> uh to set his mother's mind at rest charlie said i don't think there was anything really i just imagined it
0: All well, okay
1: then well okay all we're good um grandma bone leaned even closer and breathed into his ear listen tonight things will work better after midnight He'll be asleep by then, I'll have you know, said Maisie, who had ears as sharp as a rabbit's. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. It's all garbage. Uh, ha, retorted Grandma Bone. Just you wait. She walked away, leaving a scent of mothballs and mint drifting around the kitchen. I didn't hear anything, Charlie said when she had gone. Are you sure? His mother asked anxiously. Yeah, I don't think Charlie's really selling this one, honestly. Uh, I, I, it
0: seems to work just fine.
1: Yeah honest i was just doing it to tease grandma bone he was trying to convince himself as well as his mother charlie you're a wicked boy maisie said happily as she banged a meat cleaver into a meaty bone
0: this is my favorite line i think in, in the entire so so she goes like she's banging pots and pans around and now she has a meaty bone so now she's making dinner i guess
1: yeah But she has to like give it, it's like, it's like in, uh, you know, like in like every movie ever made, like when someone's like being threatening while they're cooking, there's a cut where like they slam their knife down in the meat and it like chops to the next scene. Like the book does that. They like, you don't need TV for that. You've just got a damn book that does that for you now. So.
0: Yeah. Except we don't go to the next scene and I really wish we could. (laughs) It just, the scene keeps going.
1: I wish this was the end of the book. Um, Charlie's mother looked relieved and opened the evening paper. Charlie slipped the photograph back into its envelope. He felt exhausted. Perhaps a bit of TV would help him relax. But before he could escape, the doorbell rang and Grandma Bone could be heard saying, it's Benjamin Brown, isn't it? Charlie is in the kitchen and you can leave that mangy baked bean outside. It's a runner, not baked, said Benjamin's voice. And I can't leave him outside. It's raining. Dogs like rain, said Grandma Bone fucking destroyed Benjamin like
0: <laughs> Uh it's runner bean not baked bean.
1: Yeah. It's you runner. Feel? Runner not baked, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh Benjamin and his dog appeared in the kitchen. Benjamin was a small pale-faced boy with hair the color of damp hay. Runner bean was a large long-nosed dog with hair with hair the color of also with the hair of Okay, I was having a brain problem there uh for the some reason benjamin was always being picked on by other boys people stole things from him tripped him and laughed at him charlie tried to help his friend out sometimes but benjamin was beyond help charlie what
0: does that mean
1: like yeah like like that sucks poor benjamin people were tripping and stealing shit and like he's beyond help charlie's yeah charlie tried a few times is like <sighs> standing up for my friend really worth it like
0: he was gonna make him a card
1: yeah well he was sort of he was he was gonna draw the speech bubble
0: yeah well there's yeah. only so much you can do yeah and not and not much for benjamin because he's beyond help
1: beyond help uh charlie thought that benjamin didn't even notice he was a victim he lived in a world of his own <laughs> that's uh, mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know about he probably that just
0: doesn't even know that he's a victim
1: I, you know, I it was wild when, uh, like, just sometimes people, they get their shit stolen and they don't even realize it, and then they're like, oh, well, I'm off in my own little world where I don't notice getting uh, my stuff stolen or shoved into lockers or whatever.
0: Off in of my own world. I've got runner bean. What else do I need?
1: Yeah, have bean, will travel. Um, <laughs> runner bean smelling the meaty bone. Another callback uh rushed straight to maisie and began to lick her ankles get off me she yelled swiping him on the nose you are coming to my party aren't you benjamin asked charlie of course i am said charlie immediately feeling guilty about the birthday card good just because make I... a card just charlie make card.
0: just make a damn card <laughs> you just that write construction like, birth- paper fold it in half write happy birthday draw a little cartoon dog
1: has to be the photo Ru- r- like the r- with runner bean it's the real deal or nothing
0: That's true. I mean Benjamin might reject it be like this you didn't get me uh you know beautiful glossy photo like of runner <laughs> bean then this is this is trash.
1: Yeah. I don't <laughs> want it. Well, what but here's the problem though. What if what if everything had worked out and uh he, you know, opened the card and he's like really you didn't spring for matt on this thing i've got a <laughs> if i've got the light on i can't see this card it's too reflective
0: <laughs> ah, i'm blind
1: ah
0: <laughs> runner bean yeah <laughs> so i don't know charlie draw a card
1: charlie draw a card here's the best line in this whole book maybe in this whole series like i've not read the other the other series or the you know the rest of the series but i guarantee this is the best line of dialogue in the entire thing mm-hmm <laughs> good because i'm getting a game that needs two people to play it good just because nor- i am
0: getting a game that needs two people to play it
1: <laughs> just normal ch- just normal dialogue from normal children
0: cecy would you like to play a two player game
1: oh i love games that require two people <laughs> I love a good game that needs two people to play it at least.
0: I cannot play with just myself I need when it
1: is, two people
0: to play this game
1: if i i I received this game and if I were to try playing it by myself, who is one person, it would not work. It needs two people to play it. <laughs>
0: just a such a great character moment you really get an idea of their friendship and <laughs> both of their
1: characters
0: from this
1: harry would you like to play wizard chess it requires two people to play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, harry, harry
0: harry would make a card
1: Harry, hell yeah he would
0: <laughs> he would probably get dean to help who's good at drawing
1: Dean is good at drawing. Uh, Quidditch, the game that... How many people do you need to play fucking Quidditch?
0: Harry, we need you to play Quidditch with us. We need seven players.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> We need seven people to play the game of Quidditch.
0: If we don't have a seeker, we have no chance of winning.
1: Because we only have six players.
0: The Snitch is worth 150 points. <laughs>
1: Good. I am getting a game that needs two people to play it. (laughs) This is, yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. That's just that's some character ass character writing. Yes. Charlie realized that no one else would be at Benjamin's party. This made him feel even more guilty. Runner Bean began to whine almost as if he guessed that he wouldn't be appearing on Benjamin's birthday card. That's a perceptive dog. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that seems like a little bit of a reach to me. (laughs)
1: He, he see, He saw that photo and was like fuck that's, that's not, not
0: me that's a man holding a baby
1: i'll be there said charlie cheerfully he hadn't bought a present yet he would have to rush out <laughs> to the store before he began his quest <laughs> <laughs> but what quest was that something seemed to be hijacking charlie's thoughts this is okay foreshadowing is a big part of storytelling and I don't think it gets any better than this.
0: No, this nails it. This is the most uh, most foreshadowing moment I have ever seen or encountered.
1: Yeah. It's Yeah, it's so... The, the foreshadow is so strong that it's basically dark. Like, it's just completely dark. You can't see anything.
0: <laughs> uh, and it seems, like, very alarming. Something seemed to be hijacking Charlie's thoughts. Yeah, that's...
1: Yeah. He was gonna begin a quest because he knew that. Um
0: Yeah. But he doesn't know why. And neither do we, but we wanna know.
1: Oh okay, I'd completely forgotten about this exchange. Want to come for a walk with Runner Bean? Benjamin asked hopefully. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: like good. Uh it also just gives us, like, no insight, like, if Charlie wants to go, if he's going because he feels bad for Benjamin.
1: See, their friendship just seems kind of shitty, like, like he hasn't bought a present yet, he, he wasn't, you know, he's just gonna print a card and, like, draw a little bit on it, like, he doesn't, he, he thinks that Char- uh, Benjamin's beyond help, it's just like, man. He'd like
0: to help his friend, but his friend is beyond help. Yeah, it Benjamin- seems like maybe the most low effort yeah but that's ben- that's his character low effort that's benjamin- what we know about him so far
1: yeah. yeah benjamin you can do better than that you don't need you don't need charlie if he's gonna treat you like this get <laughs> you someone who looks at you the way you look at runner bean that's that's my advice to you
0: damn that's true
1: uh Maisie shouted something about the supper uh or excuse me it sounded. Maisie shouted something about supper but not the supper as Charlie (laughs) and Benjamin left the house but the wind howled around their heads and a clap of thunder drowned her words runner beam yelped (laughs) fuck I'm losing it Uh, runner (laughs) beam yelped as a chestnut hit his nose bam another payoff excellent
0: masterful (laughs) I'm like damn I remember that I remember that chestnut tree
1: three in one chapter that it doesn't that's value it is that's value you don't need to buy seven books to get a payoff you can just buy one you just we're full disclosure we're reading the full preview uh like the the whole preview you can get from like amazon i'm reading on my kindle uh three payoffs i haven't paid a cent so like i'm basically this is highway robbery like i'm i'm just holding these guys up and saying give me these payoffs
0: yeah, and now all our listeners are hearing us read it out loud. That's basically an audiobook of the preview.
1: We are pirate kings. This is, uh, <laughs> yeah. As the two boys left and the dog ran into the wind, leaves flew in their faces and stuck to fur and clothes. Oh, okay. Sure. Yep. Stuck to sure. fur and clothes. Uh, Charlie felt better in the open air. Perhaps it really had been a trick of his imagination. He hadn't heard voices at all. It was just some silly nonsense that he made himself believe and Grandma Bone had encouraged him just to annoy Maisie and upset his mother. Yes, Charlie cried happily. It's all garbage. <laughs> and leave, said Benjamin.
0: <laughs> I take it all back. Benjamin is beyond help.
1: Yeah, Benjamin is beyond health. Um, I am really happy that he, that Charlie has summed up the plot for us in this paragraph and then declared it's all garbage.
0: It's all garbage.
1: Uh, all garbage. Um... And leaves, saying Charlie, he saw a news... Okay, you know what? No, I'm leaving this one for you. This is all you.
0: Oh, yeah, because I, I really enjoy this part. Um, yeah. This is a great... Just a great moment of moving the plot forward. And leaves, saying Charlie, he saw a newspaper flying toward him and stuck his foot out to catch it, but the paper lifted in a sudden gust and wrapped itself around his waist As he pulled it away from him, a picture on the front page caught his eye. I... Having a character encounter something in a newspaper, I didn't think that there was any way to make that sound contrived and, like, not believable. (laughs) But this book has managed it because that is the most insane way that a character... Like, it's like we have to make him encounter a newspaper, but it's got to be an action scene.
1: Yeah, he it's you okay. This is this to me is like this was written with like the cartoon adaptation written in my like, like in mind, you know, like oh, it's gonna be this really cute scene where like a newspaper flies out and the, the xylophone goes like it does every fucking thing <laughs> scene like this, uh, and he catches it. Uh, but just read the fucking newspaper, like, like that's not hard for a character to encounter
0: no characters encounter newspapers all the time and and by this point like the only description we have of where they are is that it's a street and it's super windy um and so some somehow like as i'm reading this i you know like sometimes you read something that has minimal details and your brain like fills in what it could be and creates like this scene i have filled in a wind tunnel to me they're just in a wind tunnel (laughs) with a bunch of garbage and leaves in this newspaper
1: <laughs> we know there's a chestnut tree, we know there's a newspaper and that's about it. It was almost like like this this is so much detail and specifically how he catches the newspaper that it's almost like a weird black hole where like that's like that, that's absorbed all of the detail for some reason <laughs> like instead of the setting we just have to get this this very florid uh description of how the newspaper flew to him.
0: Yeah. And in that black hole where the like just like any other description has been has been taken i have inserted a like a wind tunnel with garbage
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh god okay um a mean looking boy stood on the steps of a gray building he had a long narrow face and a wispy mustache grew above his thin upper lip his dark hair parted in the center and had been drawn back into a ponytail i okay like i know that like I, I did look this up this character is 17 that he's looking at so yeah that is i i guess it is fair to say i mean looking boy but the the whiplash of a character being introduced as a boy when all the other characters are like what 10 or 11 year old boys and then this guy has a mustache i was really <laughs> i was just imagining like another boy charlie's age just with a huge mustache
0: yeah i well okay so i i get this the feeling from the like fan works that i looked at very briefly that this character is kind of supposed to be like a little bit of a badass
1: and that really does
0: not work for me with the wispy mustache
1: yeah wispy wispy mustache thin upper lip and a ponytail to me that just sounds like someone trying to sell me a warhammer kit and like not a
0: (laughs) yeah that's a 17 year old that's um that it that yeah i was trying to sell you sell you some more hammer
1: or fingers. like or like the the people that you meet in like the campus smokers pit like like just yeah, yeah. it
0: just doesn't it just doesn't say badass to me i'll, I'll just yeah. just put that <laughs> no. one out there
1: no what's that asked benjamin just a boy said charlie and yet he had the suspicion this wasn't just any boy
0: yeah, I would have never uh picked that up on my own. <laughs> I I would have never I just would have assumed this was just it I would be like this is just extraneous detail. This has nothing to do with the plot.
1: Well, cuz I mean, the newspaper was described in such vivid detail in the paragraph before this, like maybe you know, maybe it's just like here's here's also this Brandon boy in the newspaper, but nope, Charlie uh, Charlie's smarter than that.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Benjamin leaned over Charlie's arm and read Manfred Bloor, age 17, was rescued for... Oh, okay, never mind. I didn't look... Okay, I lied. I didn't look it up. It's in the next paragraph. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> exposed. I've been I've been fucking exposed. Um, Benjamin... <clears throat> uh, Manfred Bloor, age 17, was rescued from a fire at Bloor's Academy yesterday. Manfred said he was lucky to be alive. No, he didn't, said Charlie. Charlie breathlessly what do you mean he didn't ask benjamin he didn't say that charlie
0: yeah what what do you mean because this is another moment where it's like calling back at least like as a reader you call back to like the second the last thing that you heard so when it when the last sentence is manfred said he was lucky to be alive and then charlie says no he didn't i'm like didn't what
1: (laughs) that's true oh my god
0: Keeps happening, and also that line just didn't have to be there. It could have just been Manfred Bloor, age 17, was rescued from a fire at Bloor's Academy yesterday, and then it would say, No, he wasn't, not, No, he didn't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, or
0: like, He's lying, or not, or like, That's not true.
1: Or maybe he just doesn't just have to not... say anything out loud at all because that's weird.
0: Also that. Yeah, <laughs> like, continue. I'm sorry for the
1: interruption. No, 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 no. Um, uh, someone's going to pay for this. How'd you... Benjamin began, shut up, Ben. Try cried cry, Charlie. I'm listening. What to? <laughs> shut the fuck shut up, Benjamin. Up. <laughs> Benjamin, I swear to God, I will trip you. <laughs> As Charlie stared at Manfred Blore, he heard a lot of shouts, and then a woman's voice broke through the others. Are you accusing someone, Manfred? You're right, I am, said a husky voice. Uh, I'm sorry. You're right, I am, said a husky voice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Why
1: do you think it wasn't an accident? The husky voice again. I'm not stupid, that's why. A man said the fire department told us a candle was probably blown over. Don't you believe this? Enough. Whoever said this had such a deep in- Oh, shit, I know enough whoever said this in such a deep and chilling voice charlie dropped the paper did uh did you drop your paper
0: uh if i had one i would have
1: yeah um he it whirled away and flopped into the gutter charlie what's going on asked benjamin charlie gave a deep sigh i'm hearing voices he said (laughs) (laughs) beautiful Oh no, Benjamin sat behind him and Runner being crouched behind, beside Benjamin. What sort of voices?
0: <laughs> oh, Benjamin.
1: Oh, Benjamin. Beyond help. Uh, Benjamin never ever said, that's garbage. He took life seriously, which wasn't always a bad thing.
0: That's such a um, weird thing to say because like, Benjamin, We okay, we know someone that says that's garbage and it's Charlie.
1: Charlie is the <laughs> we- one that
0: says garbage a lot i think he's Um, said it two times by now uh
1: benjamin here's the thing benjamin is a fucking serious kid and he doesn't play around and he has a two-player game that requires two people to play (laughs) it and he's not leaving until he plays it true uh uh, charlie told benjamin about the photograph of runner bean that had gotten mixed up with a man and a baby (laughs) no better way to
0: say that <laughs>
1: Hang on. oh yeah Charlie told Benjamin about the photograph of runner bean that had gotten mixed up with a man and a baby <laughs> um it was going to be a surprise birthday card for you said Charlie and now it won't be I'm sorry doesn't matter said Benjamin go on about the photograph <laughs> okay Benjamin if this was written today I just want Benjamin to say doesn't matter but go off like <laughs>
0: Go off, Charlie.
1: Go off, Charlie. Explain the photo. Uh, Charlie explained that he'd heard voices when he looked at the man and the baby. There they are again, just in case. Um, (sighs) He'd even heard the baby cry and maybe a cat purring. Weird, Benjamin breathed. I made myself believe I just imagined it, said Charlie. But when I saw the newspaper, it happened again. I could hear the reporters talking to that boy on the front page. I could hear his voice, too. He sounded kind of mean and sly. And then someone hmm. said, "Enough," and that was the worst that was the worst voice I've ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> What's the worst voice you've ever heard in your life?
1: Oh God, um <sighs>
0: I guess it's one of those things that you know it when you hear it, you know
1: Yeah, 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 what about you? Let me think about this.
0: Yeah, I got nothing. The worst yeah. voice that I've heard in my life. I don't know, it was probably in an anime dub, right?
1: Oh yeah, no, it's 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 Titus and Final Fantasy X. That's the worst voice.
0: <laughs> we we solved it. Ah ha ha ha. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that's definitely the worst one. <clears throat> it's either that or the voice I just did for the uh enough scene.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that was close.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, just that was just terrifying. Um Benjamin shivered and runner beam whined runner bean i keep thinking of like beam like he's a whiskey like he's jim beam uh okay. benjamin shivered and runner bean whined in sympathy the boys sat side by side on the damp pavement not knowing quite what to do get off the pavement first of all like maybe if it's damp i don't know just don't sit on the pavement uh this seems like boy- such a
0: moment where like the author is right and not like i don't know like you're writing something and you're like i don't know what i should write next so you had yeah. your
1: characters not know what to do yeah the characters not know not knowing quite what to do uh it began to rain runner bean nudged benjamin and whined. he hated getting wet and then during a particularly loud clap of thunder a man appeared in front of the boys he was wearing a dark raincoat and his wet hair was plastered over his forehead in wide black bands my alarm bells were ringing when i first got to this i did not like this description at all <laughs>
0: No, I don't like this man appearing out of nowhere with his his dark raincoat.
1: Um it's raining, the man announced. Had you not noticed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh fuck. Have you ever played ever played that game Two Worlds? Remember um like when Oblivion was really big and like everyone was trying to make that? Uh, yeah. In Two Worlds, like there's this bug where like character dialogue would like not trigger at the right times and the one time the one time i played two worlds the game had been it had been raining for about two hours in game and then my character just declared finally it's starting to rain like two hours <laughs> in
0: it's raining had you not noticed
1: had you not noticed charlie looked up uncle okay is this uncle patone or P- paton peyton i, we- I
0: Peyton cuz i read it as Patton with two t's but i, I see Peyton
1: Yeah Charlie like looked Peyton up Manning. Uncle Peyton yeah. Oh no <laughs> Uh Charlie looked up Uncle Peyton he said in surprise Uncle Peyton was Grandma Bone Grandma Bone's brother he was 20 years younger than she was and they didn't get along Peyton led a secret life even eating out e- eating apart from the others he never went outside in daylight So, when we read this, we were we were initially riffing on the fact that this is like the most obvious vampire reveal in the world, but it turns out we were actually wrong.
0: Yeah, because I was like, okay, he doesn't eat with the family, only goes out at night, vampire, right?
1: Yeah, secret one hundred
0: percent vampire. Yeah. Um, turns out he's a power booster. So
1: that's my favorite mythological creature.
0: I love love the power boosters that's what his a, endowment
1: He can turn on light bulbs
0: no he like overloads light bulbs
1: oh shit that's convenient
0: which i'm still i need to reread this because i'm very confused because it seems like more light bulbs would be on at night than during the day <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah he just loves to, he loves overloading them that's his shit i He's guess so pranking people standing outside their houses until their light bulbs explode
0: it sounds like he can't like help it. He's he's a little bit like rogue, except mm. he kills light bulbs.
1: Yeah, um, you're wanted at home, Uncle Peyton told Charlie. Okay, so this is like oh, I don't need I don't know how to move the plot forward. Oh, I know his uncle will appear and tell him he needs to go home. Um, Charlie and Benjamin stood up and sh- shook their cramped legs. This was the third unusual thing to happen today. It wasn't nearly dark out enough for, or it wasn't nearly dark enough for Uncle. Pey- Uncle Patone, Uncle Peyton, Uncle Peyton me. Manning, Uncle Peyton Manning, Uncle Peyton Manning, uh, doesn't usually come out during the day. Uh, Charlie wondered what could possibly have happened to cause such drastic action. And that's the end of our chapter.
0: Wow, I have so many questions
1: that I don't too, care
0: about at all, and
1: I will never read more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy with my questions, uh, and I don't need to have them answered. Except I do have one question. You brought this up uh, right before the end here. Um, that it, his power is called an endowment, and I don't like yeah. that. Uh, we, we found a lot of book reports on this on YouTube, and uh, nearly all of them had some variation on the kids are called the endowed, and I just hate that.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, and also while we're on the subject of like the book reports, I, I feel like at the time that a kid would be doing a book report on this book, I can imagine like a kid be like, "Wow, I'm still really struggling with reading comprehension." It's like, "Nope, you're not." This book is just really hard to read.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we are we are grown ass adults, and this book is uh, trifling. It is. I would, it well- is
0: yeah it's a struggle like i've read a lot of books i've read challenging books and easy books and this one it's just like you have to read it a lot to understand it
1: so this came out in 2002 i think it is i think so yeah it really really feels like someone like it's i i don't i don't know because scholastic publishes it now i don't know if they did then Scholastic did publish um, Harry Potter in America, and I just don't know if this was just like we need more wizard boy stories or if it's just pure coincidence, but it really doesn't feel like that.
0: Well, yeah, because I don't know how much of it is on like, I don't know when the author wrote the books. Um, But it was a very obvious attempt by the publisher and the marketing team to have it be like another Harry Potter. I remember being in like Barnes and Noble and they would have the Harry Potter displays and then it was Charlie Bone like next to it. Like, oh, you'll also like Charlie Bone and like the boy on the front, like kind of looked like Harry Potter without glasses. and, um, And then we read that for a lot, like this one is called Midnight for Charlie Bone, I think. And then a bunch of the later ones um have a different name in the United States so it so it might be like um I, let me find the out Charlie sorry Bone for my...
1: shadow is one of them and like Charlie Bone in the Shadow of Blank and Charlie Bone and the something or other it's all very arranged uh like a Harry Potter uh like title structure type thing
0: yeah and and only in the United States which is you know, telling i think pretty funny
1: yeah that feels Um, like so whether it was marketing's fault or or something she wanted to do i'm not really sure
0: yeah there's not a whole lot of info out there about that um i would also like to make a call out for people who go to like book reports on youtube that have like 20 views and then hit those
1: with a dislike yeah what the fuck the what the, the fuck <laughs> the charlie bone fandom which seems very very small they are fucking ruthless uh they there are a lot of videos on youtube that are just like here's my dream cast for charlie bone like they made it as a show or a deep movie or whatever and all of the comments are just fans going like there was one that seriously just started off with, like, fuck you. Like, like you didn't get any of these right. Um, this character is
0: blonde, and you cast someone with brown hair, you fool. Which is also very funny, because if you go to the Charlie Bone wiki and go to physical description of Charlie Bone, the the author has said that he has different colored eyes, like, three times.
1: Yeah, I'm like... So I'm feeling like,
0: like... I feel like being open to interpretation is uh, faithful to the source material. <laughs>
1: yeah uh yeah the charlie bone fandom is fucking ruthless do not mess with them um uh and also i guess you know we we, we were mentioning that this was you know very similar to harry potter whatever you do do not tell charlie bone fans that because no. they will yeah
0: they will destroy you like you you know don't say Harry, like Charlie Bone, is a ripoff of Harry Potter, or Charlie Bone and Harry Potter are very similar stories. I have a, um, this is a, a sample of a comment on someone that said this, uh, and this is the comment where they were ruthlessly destroyed. So consider this a warning. Of course she didn't. Just because both books have magic, stars a boy, have a setting in a boarding school, (laughs) have the character lose a parent, there is nothing alike.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's so good <laughs> just because all of these things are the same doesn't mean they're similar
0: just because these things are the same doesn't mean that there are things that are the same
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i i don't i don't even think they are that the same like everything i've like read about it like he doesn't go and be a wizard he can only hear photos talking which um, is a really
1: weird power for this like mystical African king who has three cats that we must not forget. So, like as far as I know, he one of his powers was can hear photos, and the other power is uh, can make light bulbs explode. I
0: don't even know. I don't even think that they are necessarily his powers. I think that all of his descendants have their own special endowment.
1: Um, is
0: my is my understanding from a very brief tour of of the wiki
1: how would you rate the uh the charlie bone wiki in comparison to the harry potter wiki
0: um i would say it's way better um because i firmly believe that like all the information is there and the harry potter wiki is honestly just so bad it is just god awful
1: that is true
0: um I like and and judging by what I know about Charlie Bone fans, I bet that that wiki is 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 a tight ship.
1: Oh yeah, they yeah, they don't take any bullshit for sure.
0: Yeah. There's barely any Charlie Bone content out there. I did like a Tumblr search and um there's there's nothing.
1: There is that incredible like anime OP that we found that uh I'll I'll link that. With this episode, so people can enjoy it because it, a lot of work went into this very weird five-minute-long video of all the characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some there's some good stuff out there, but um, if you're gonna bring content to you know the Charlie Bone fandom, then you have to bring your A game.
1: Yeah, if you if you're if you're gonna come for the bone, you best not miss. That's my <laughs> that's my advice.
0: All right. Well, does that does that do us for our um, exciting Charlie Bone read? I
1: think so. I think I think we have fulfilled our our we've fulfilled our destiny, um, as yeah. the book would say. Uh, we we read another book, and now we are free to continue reading Harry Potter. Yeah.
0: So um, I guess we can just encourage people to follow our example and please read another book.
1: Please read another book.